You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And on today's show, we also have one of the original members of the show, John Kegley, on with us. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. We've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly. And now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. A special thank you to everyone who is checking out the show for the first time. We really appreciate you guys giving us a chance. And then a special thank you to our loyal listeners as well. We really appreciate you guys checking back in with us. If you don't already, make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. We would really appreciate it. And it is the fastest and easiest way to get the show. And on today's show, we are saving these type of shows for when we really needed them content-wise. And I wanted to hold off, hold off, hold off. It is now time to break out the positional breakdowns. And on today's show, we're going to be getting into linebackers. I think this is one of the more interesting groups on the team. So in the first segment, we're going to start with the outside linebackers, obviously a position that has new importance under Brandon Staley, moving to the 3-4 defense and more pass rushing outside linebackers as opposed to what we saw before with Gus Bradley. And we'll even talk about you know how much the 3-4 is really even going to affect things because the charge will be in sub-packages so often. So we'll talk about guys like Uchen Nwosu. We'll also talk about if Jesse Lemonier is now an outside linebacker. We'll talk about Egmeke Egbule. And then in the second segment, we'll be getting into the inside linebackers. And the three guys right now that are left in the rotation are Kazir White, Drew Tranquil, and Kenneth Murray. So we'll talk about do they have enough coverage skills in that department right now? And at the end of the show, we'll get into the guys they have becoming free agents at the linebacker position. So Melvin Ingram, could he come back and play some outside linebacker? You also have guys like Denzel Perriman on the inside who is headed for a free agency once again. You know, the annual tradition of that. And then we'll also have a couple of other guys like Nick Vigil who came in as a reserve and some special teams players as well at the end of the show. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right, guys, so I want to start our 2021 positional breakdown with the outside linebackers. This is a very interesting position because one of the guys that we have on here, we don't even know if they technically consider him an outside linebacker or where his standing is with the team at all. It's Jesse Lemonier who doesn't have any sacks with the team, came onto the team as an undrafted free agent, and is a guy that obviously had to come up last season due to injuries, but we don't know if he ever makes it off the practice squad had they not had the injuries that they did. So I think this position is in a lot of flux because the other guys you have are Chen Nwosu. I think he's going to fit very well outside linebacker David and then the other guy is going to be Emeke Igbule who is a former sixth round pick a guy that you haven't really had to ask for for much from outside of special teams and I think this is a position that is an obvious need going into Brandon Staley's new defense just because it is going to be a 3-4 so you're going to have two outside linebackers on some snaps I mean he's talked about the fact that they're basically having five DBs on the field for more than 80 percent of their snaps but in the base formation, who are the outside linebackers right now, right? And I think when it's Emeke Igbue and Uchenu Umwosu, I mean, maybe they put Joey Bosa out there, but you'd think in that base package, he'd be more of a defensive lineman. I don't know. It's going to be very confusing, but it doesn't seem like a very deep group considering the fact that 
these guys combined had four and a half sacks last year, and they all belong to Nwosu. Yeah, I think this is a position group that people are not talking about enough as far as a position that needs to be addressed in the draft. I think they need to add talent. I know we've talked about pass rusher, but I think it's manifested itself into this position at outside linebacker. I mean, that depth behind Uchenin Wosu, who, I mean, he's got to be jumping for joy right now because he's finally going to get his opportunity to go out there and show what he's capable of. And it only took four years in the league to get that chance and he's going into free agency, so this is a big year for him to go out there and prove that he can have success in, in, in a new system. But this system, I think, will be more tailored to what he does well and, and really give him opportunities to get out to get after the quarterback, which we, we've seen flashes from but never got the opportunity to really see what he can do on a week-by-week basis. So it's definitely a, a very important position, Daniel, and they need to inject some talent. Uh, and probably, you know, a lot sooner in the draft than, than some people think. Yeah, I mean, the draft is one way to address it. Free agency is another way to address it. And maybe we'll see that in some form or fashion during both of those periods for the Chargers. But I do think there is definitely a level of concern there, John, because really the one guy that I feel good about, I don't know if you feel good about it, I don't think he'll be in coverage a lot. I think he has the skills to you know, cover the flats and do things like that that he might be asked to do, but I don't think they're going to ask too much of him. Duchenne and Wosu at outside linebacker, and even he is a guy that has his own injury history. Yeah, and that is a worry. I mean, he came on, he showed a lot of promise, and then he kept getting hurt. Same with the guys like Kazir White when they were on the team. It's the same thing over and over again. They look good, and then they get hurt. And now if this is going to be Nwosu's chance, if he can stay healthy, he he's getting the chance to be the star, basically. He's going to be that guy that can get those interceptions in the flat, which is usually a pick-six opportunity while also being a pass rusher on the outside. But on the other side, who do you have? And who do you have that could help free him up? Because when Joy Bosa didn't have Melvin Ingram on the other side, it made it harder for Joy Bosa and vice versa. Melvin Ingram was by himself with no Bosa. Ingram had a hard time, but when they're both there, their stats were amazing. Now if you have Uchida Nwosu, who's on the other side, and to help him out. Because if it's just Nwosu, he's probably not going to have much success as you would expect. He might sh- he might have some flashes, but he's going to need another guy on the other side. It is Emeka Ebule, that guy? I don't think so. I think he's more of a special teams guy. He might sh- look good like first few weeks, but I think Emeka is someone that you figure out really easily and adjust to. And then after that, you're going to have to really game plan for it. Well, yeah, he just hasn't shown any pass rush chops at this level or really when he was at Houston. I mean, this is his more natural position that he was playing when he was in college. He was an outside linebacker. He dropped into simple coverages. He covered the flats. I mean, he did those simple things. So in that sense, you know, maybe he's okay. But, I mean, it's hard to feel great about that going into the season as your starter. I mean, I would be surprised if a Mecca gets a start this year that doesn't have to do with injuries, right? I mean, I think the position will be addressed at some point, David, because it has to be. Because, like I said, I mean, all the sacks in this group right now belong to Chen Nwosu. You need pass rushers. That's why they've been linked to guys like Leonard Floyd. That's why they've been linked to a lot of pass rushers in the draft. And in the draft, a pass rusher doesn't necessarily have to be an outside linebacker. It could be a guy on the defensive line as well. So they will have options there. Getting you know pressure more on the interior is a big thing the Chargers need to address too. So they can add pass rush different ways, but they do need another 
another pass rushing outside linebacker on this roster, at least, you know, some sort of developmental type, some guy that can at least come in rotationally. I mean, they need somebody at that position. So this is going to be a period where they're going to have to bring somebody in and hope that they can pay dividends right away. Yeah. And who's to say that they don't go out there and, and do this emphatically and go get Leonard Floyd, uh, a guy who's very familiar uh, with Brandon Staley, who had success under Brandon Staley. I mean, that could be something that very well could happen. I mean, depending on how highly they see this need and how they think this should get addressed, I mean, that would be a splash. And you add that guy on the other side of Uchenna and Wosu, and you have Joey Bosa on that same line. That sounds like havoc to me. That sounds like chaos, and that's something that Brandon Staley said he wants to bring. He wants to bring confusion and chaos, and if you have that many guys that can get after the quarterback that the Chargers desperately need, man, that would be exciting to watch, and I think it would yield some great results. Well, and maybe when they roll out this line and this formation, maybe it is Joey Bosa when they're actually in a 3-4 as an outside linebacker. Maybe it's Uchenna on the other side and some combination of Limbaugh Joseph, Justin Jones, and Jerry Tillery as the three down linemen. I mean, we don't know what it's going to look like right now, but you absolutely need to add some players there. And I think you should look at guys that Brandon Staley has coached before that might be headed away from other teams, you know, like a Leonard Floyd, like a Von Miller. Those ones are obviously on the pricey side of things, but if there are other middling guys, I mean, Leonard Floyd had a career year under Brandon Staley. I mean, if he can find more guys like that, that he saw something from and he thinks he can get more out of before they get that big paycheck, I think that is something they have to be looking into as well. But we do have two more segments to get into because we have to get into the inside linebackers coming up right after this, talking about guys like Kazir Wright, Kenneth Murray, and Drew Tranquil, and how we're feeling about that position group as we head into free agency in the draft. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And if you guys don't know, when you have sports on your TV, when you have action on the game, it makes it much more interesting. I mean, I can't stress that enough. And even if you don't want to bet on sports, you can bet on award shows, TV shows, reality TV, whatever you want to bet on, you can find it at betonline.ag. And they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And if you guys use the promo code Locked On, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's free money to bet with only at Bet Online, guys, with the promo code Locked On for that 50% deposit bonus at BetOnline.ag. All right, well, now it's time to get into the inside linebackers for the team. And I feel pretty good about the guys they have at this position. I mean, at this point, Kenneth Murray's career, I mean, depending on who you ask, the Chargers could be set there or they could be in real trouble there. And Brandon Staley has specifically said Kenneth Murray will be an off-ball linebacker for this team. And another thing that Brandon Staley has said is you better have linebackers that can go run in cover as well as well he said that to Chris Collinsworth and that's obviously as he explained it in certain things especially with teams going you know five wideouts and stuff at times you're not going to have you know eight defensive backs on the field to cover all these guys these guys are going to get matched up with guys you know like Tyreek Hill sometimes I mean they're going to get matched up with tight ends and wide receivers at certain times you better have guys that can run and cover John and I think that's 
The biggest question I have, I mean, tackling is its own thing. Kenneth Murray was a really good tackler, and we'll get into some of those things. But I do think that as far as coverage ability goes, it's hard to be super confident in the guys they have. I mean, Kenneth Murray is obviously athletic enough, given the right matchups and and right coverages, I think he could succeed. I mean, if he's covering a running back in the flats, I'll take him all the day long. I saw him do it a little bit in college. He was really good at it. If you're just having him drop into his zone, he really struggled with that last year. And I mean, it showed up in his stats. He gave up a passer rating of 112.9 last year. He gave up 8.1 yards per target. He was not good in coverage. And then Kazir White, who played you know the second most games, his passer rating lot was 108.3. I did feel like, John, that he seemed like he was like probably three or four plays away from having a totally different coverage season in the right place getting mossed by, you know, guys like Gronk or whoever the case was in that given game. But I think coverage, even with Drew Tranquil coming back, is still the biggest question mark right now with this group of inside linebackers. I agree. It definitely is. And the, I think the real thing you have to look at is, is any of these guys able to have that eyes in the back of your head type of, type of mentality where if there's a tight end or someone running behind you, do you just have that mindset where you're, just shifting to the side, like shuffling your feet to the side and just mirroring them as they're coming across the field. And it's, you're staying in the way of the passing lane and the throwing lane, basically. You see it a lot of times when you watch, like, let's say uh, Tampa Bay, for example, when they're in the Super Bowl, and you would see someone from the Chiefs running across the field, whether it be Tyree Kill or someone, you'd see the linebackers just flowing to the side with them. And you, that passing lane that's usually there, it's just not there because linebackers are covering it. Do we have that guy? I just don't think Kenneth Murray has that. Tranquil, I think, kind of has that, but I think he's just more of a a shift. He's a lot more shifty, so if the pass is thrown, he can switch directions and go and put a hand up and maybe knock it down. I don't think he still has those eyes in the back of his head. I think we have to find that kind of linebacker. I think that has to be someone that you draft, someone that you teach. And Staley can teach a lot of guys some things. I just don't know if this these guys are those guys. I don't think... Kenneth Murray's going to be able to learn that kind of stuff. I don't think Kazir White's going to be able to learn that kind of stuff. I think Kazir White is someone that can go make a tackle really easily. If you throw a five-yard pass right in front of him to a tight end, he will go and hammer that guy and make it just a five-yard pass. But other than that, I don't think he's got a great coverage ability anymore since the injuries. I think the draft is the best way to address this position. Yeah, I do think it's a legitimate concern. I'm not really sold that any of those guys can be that coverage linebacker and be like guys he talked about. I mean, when he has been talking about it, he's talked about guys like KJ Wright, right? When the Seahawks had a really good defense, he's talked about Fred Warner. He's talked about the guys that were on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacking core. I mean, Devin White. Yeah, Levante David. Those guys are monsters. Or Daniel Wade's favorite, Hayes Pilar. Right? Remember how good he was at covering people deep? <laughs> yeah, if the Chargers could just bring in Hayes Pollard back or maybe a Corey Toomer, um, I think we could really, you know, fix this line back and core right now. But it does seem like they have to add, you know, some sort of coverage linebacker in the mix. For a while, it looked like Jachavis Brown was going to be that guy. You know, that was something that when he was originally in a 3-4 under John Pagano, he excelled that, right? And obviously he got very bad That's only a, great a couple example. of years later. That's a great example yeah. of the type of guy we need on this team, and just minus the injuries. Well, that's 
Right. Well, that's why I brought up Jabril Cox on the last Mock Draft Monday show because he fits that billing. He is a guy that has the speed and the ability and the ball skills to go out there and cover as a linebacker. He's that Devin White type guy. He's not Devin White at all. (laughs) Devin White was one of the worst coverage linebackers in the NFL last year. I mean, Devin White's known for, you know, stuffing guys, being super physical out the line of scrimmage. He had a good Super Bowl, but, I mean, Levante David, better coverage linebacker. K.J. Wright, those are coverage linebackers. I mean, Jabril Cox is definitely not that big of a guy to be that kind of enforcer like Devin White is. But he definitely has the coverage ability that you have to think at this point, this team is going to be looking at. So I do think that it's a huge need for this team. And I think you have to kind of question the tackling as well, David, just because when you look at the guys that Brandon Staley had last year, the Rams were one of the best tackling teams in the NFL. And what that does is, as he puts it, stops leaky yardage, stops that extra yardage players get after missed tackles and broken tackles and things like that. When you have guys that can come up and make tackles on the spot, make open field tackles, obviously that makes everything better. So when you're looking at Kazir White, he missed 11.5% of his tackles in 2020. That's not a good mark, but you've seen him in 2019. I mean, he only missed 7%. That's right where Kenneth Murray is. Both of those guys are pretty good tacklers. Even, you know, Drew Tranquil was a very good tackler. His rookie season as well when we saw the most of him. So these guys are, you know, pretty good tacklers right now. I think there is blitzing potential, especially with Kenneth Murray. I think we want to see that a lot more. But Please. Yeah, I think those are the biggest things right now, too. Are these guys going to be able to tackle, given that Brandon Staley's defense is made so these guys can be freed up to make tackles. So it's going to be as important as ever. And then can we see a little bit more of a blitz-heavy scheme with Kenneth Murray being used as a rusher. Yeah, use his skill set. Use his ability. I mean, the guy can run sideline to sideline, and when we saw him get after the quarterback and rush the quarterback like he did against Cam Newton in the Patriots where he got his sack, his only sack of last year, he looked pretty damn good doing it. I mean, he bull rushed and got there quick, and he looked physical. That's the type of linebacker I want to see rush more. And as far as his coverage ability – I think he does have the speed to be able to improve in that area. I think if he does get coached up, and if you're asking anybody to coach him up, I think you feel really good about Brandon Staley and what he is a, what he is capable of doing and what kind of communicator and teacher he is known to be. So I think they do have the ability to do it. I just think they need to be put in better positions to have that type of success against the, the pass. But yes, they do need to add to the position. But as far as the overall group of the collective – I mean, I think they could be a lot worse off than what they are. Kenneth Murray definitely has a lot of skills that you like. I think Drew Tranquil, if he comes back healthy, he's more of a natural pass defender than he is anything else at the linebacker position. But, yes, they need help. Uh, But, I mean, these guys are not terrible. I would like to see, like, maybe Kenneth Murray training with Stephen Cooper in the offseason just for, like, IQ type of stuff. Not not so much. You always want people to be Stephen Cooper. Well, I feel like someone... Hey, man, Stephen Cooper was a heck of a linebacker. I feel like he was really good. I don't know if he's available. (laughs) I I feel like he was really good with the (laughs) IQ type of stuff, and I think Kenneth Murray can learn a lot from him. I think they should bring Donnie Edwards in, and he can teach them how to cover people. That too. Donnie Edwards would be a and good I, one I'd too. Like to, I'd like the demeanor of a Steve Steve Foley too. Uh, right, no one asked you. Oh, God. Uh, oh, come on. Steve Foley Steve got Foley shot. Was awesome. Yeah. Anyways, let's get but, back on track here. But <laughs> I think with Steven Cooper and even Donnie Edwards, that's a good call too. And he's been around the Chargers a lot lately with his helping out the military services. 
So I feel like if you Kenneth Murray was to work with one of those two guys, I think he would improve his pass coverage a lot. And I know those two guys don't mind helping out players. They've done it a lot since they retired. And I think that I feel pretty good about the players the Chargers have. I said that at the beginning of this segment. I stand by it. But, I mean, David said, you know, Kenneth Murray has the speed to do it. He definitely has the speed. But what John's talking about is just a feel and zone coverage. That's a thing. I mean, having that zone awareness to know, hey, this guy's coming behind me, but they're probably trying to open up, you know, something else in a different spot. And they want me to go with this guy. You having to stay in your zone getting in passing lanes, even in zone coverage, like guys like Fred Warner love to do. I mean, there's just a lot of things. There's a lot of feel that goes into it. Hey, if he's more in man-to-man coverage, just you know his physical skill set against somebody else, a running back, or even some of the tight ends, I think you feel decent about that matchup. But I do think looking at what Brandon Staley idealizes for his linebackers, it's hard to say that they have those guys surely on the team right now. And you have to think if these guys aren't meeting his vision for what he wants his run linebackers to do, which is run and cover people at times. I mean, it, you have to wonder what he's going to try to do to get that onto the field. But we do have one more segment to get into because there are some guys the Chargers could potentially bring back. Guys like Melvin Ingram on the outside or Denzel Perriman on the inside. So we'll get into those guys coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that Built Bars are the best protein bar on the planet. And if you guys haven't tried them, you absolutely should. Because for me, when I'm eating some sort of protein bar, the most important thing to me is that it tastes great. With Built Bars, you don't have to worry about that because even if every flavor isn't for you, they have so much variety, so many different things to choose from, so many new things that keep coming out. I mean, that coconut chocolate bar they had a couple of weeks ago, I mean, that thing was delicious. So they're always coming out with new things. They have a ton of flavors to choose from, like caramel brownie, carrot cake, coconut almond, banana bread, so many great things, and they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. If you're trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, the bars are all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, so you can have that delicious treat and feel pretty good about what you're eating, too. Right now, we can even save you guys some money on Built Bars. If you guys go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, well, now it's time to look at the free agents the Chargers have at linebacker, guys that we didn't talk about in the position group so far because these guys were not sure if they're going to be back with the team. And there's a couple of guys lower on the list, you know, like a Cole Christensen or Malik Jefferson, both guys who are, you know, in Christensen's case, a, an exclusive rights free agent, which means the Chargers basically have his rights if he wants to sign. And then Malik Jefferson, who's a restricted free agent. So the Chargers could have either of those guys back if they want to, for the most part, right? We don't know how Brandon Staley is going to feel about those guys. But there are guys who played significant snaps for the Chargers in 2020 in this pool, David, Melvin Ingram, Denzel Perriman, and Nick Vigil, who came in and played pretty well. He's definitely not that running cover linebacker, but he, you know that Brand Staley might love, but he did pretty good in his limited opportunities last season as a reserve. So starting with Melvin Ingram, I mean, we've seen some people say, hey, this is not going to happen. He'll probably go to Las Vegas. We've seen other people say it makes more sense now with Brandon Staley to try to bring back Melvin Ingram. And then maybe when you look at that outside linebacker group, David, that we talked about, maybe it would make more sense to have him more on the outside, a little bit of a less physical position, potentially, depending on how you use him. And he gets to come back on obviously a deal that you're comfortable with. And I think maybe that's the most important part. 
Yeah, if that happens, then yeah, I'm all open to bringing Melvin Ingram back. I just don't see that. I just don't see him wanting to settle for the type of money or comfortable contract, as you put it, that you know is going to be acceptable in this cap to where it would work. And also, I just don't want to cramp Uchenna and Wilson any longer. I mean, if he's playing opposite uh, opposite of him, then okay. But if he's trying to take that position away from him, I just don't agree with that any longer. I think it's Uchenna's time to shine. It's his time to go out there and get the majority of the snaps and really showcase what he is capable of doing. If he's coming in as a situational pass rusher and he's just getting after the quarterback and he's making okay money, but money that's not going to cripple you uh, cap-wise, then yes, I would love to, to see Melvin Ingram back. He brings great leadership. He brings uh, some longevity, some tenure to this Chargers organization. They don't have a lot of that. So, you know, in thinking about that, yes, in an ideal world, if everything works, I think it would be great to have him back. I just don't see him accepting the amount of money that it would, that I would be comfortable with with him re-signing with the Chargers. Guys, Aren't we supposed to be talking about linebackers? Why are we talking about a tight end? <laughs> yeah, that is a very good point. Yeah, supposed to I don't be know, man. Out with Travis Kelsey and you know some of the other really good tight ends around the league. I mean, I <laughs> that's not going to happen. He doesn't want to see the paycheck that's going to come in for some team to take a chance on him at the tight end position. But there is one thing that I've seen, and that's Melvin Ingram doesn't care about football anymore because he, you know, on his social media, all he talks about is rapping and stuff. Well. Guess what? Damian Lillard's a rapper. Kobe Bryant's a rapper. Do we question how much they love basketball? No, I don't think so. I mean, you're allowed to have side hustles and things like that. I still think if Melvin Ingram comes back, he's still going to care about football. He's going to want to go out there and keep playing because of the competitor that he is. So I, I do think it's funny to be like, oh, he doesn't care anymore. He showed up out of shape. Maybe he did show up out of shape, but it was you know, a really weird offseason, a very unique offseason. And I think you would have a chance to, you know, try to come back better than ever, especially coming off of a season with zero sacks. He has to take that personally, right? Michael Jordan meme, and I took that personally. If you're a pass rusher, you can't go out on zero sacks and become a tight end, bro. I mean, you got to come back, show you're still a dominant pass rusher. If he can come and do that as, you know, one of the only guys the Chargers might have a shot at that can come in with a proven track record of getting after the quarterback, you know, I don't know if he's getting more than seven sacks like he had two seasons ago and the season before that, but I definitely think he's a lot better than zero sacks. So I do think there has to be some interest there. I mean, unless they go actually get a guy who's a proven pass rusher like a Von Miller, like a Leonard Floyd, or someone like that. But let's get to Denzel Perriman because I think this is a guy that universally between the three of us, we would say we want to bring back in a vacuum, right? Obviously, if he costs $10 million a season, none of us are going to want to bring him back. And it's pretty simple. Last year, he had his best season while he wasn't even a starter for most of the year. He was coming in as a rotational piece. He was their best run defender. He was probably their best coverage linebacker as well. Somehow, John, which is pretty surprising given what we know about Denzel Perriman. He's never been a strong defender in coverage. And last year, he was pretty good there, you know. So that was kind of surprising. Is it just going to come down to how much he's going to get paid? Because if it comes down to playing time... It's hard to say that they're going to go to him with a contract and be like, Denzel Perryman, you are our number one starter right now in the middle. Uh, that's tough to say. It's, uh, it, I think it really has to go with... Are you sitting, Drew Tranquil? <laughs> it, yeah, like it goes with what we were saying earlier, which with how these, some of these guys don't have this pass coverage ability. And if you sign Denzel Perryman, he had one good year being their best pass defender. Is that going to be... 
happening again? Are you really going to bet money that he's going to be able to do that again? Or is he going to be what you already have, which is a bunch of guys that can stop the run? Do you re- yeah, that was the outlier season last year, it yeah. seemed like. Yeah, so like I would like to bring him back, but at the same time, do you already have a bunch of Denzel Perrymans on this team, and are you going to go for another one in f- somewhere else in free agency that might also have a better pass coverage ability? Like, It's really tough. I think the money is a big thing. If you can get somewhere around $3 million, $4 million, then like maybe you consider it, but it's really tough. I feel like you have a bunch of Denzel Perrymans on this team already. I feel like you're just a little bit better version of it, but you have a Kenneth Murray who's kind of the same thing but faster. You have Drew Should Tra- we expect anything out of Malik Jefferson? Do you like bringing Malik Jefferson back as a Longhorn? What do you think? Why Why you got to put me on the spot like this? What, come, <laughs> come on, man. He's a restricted free agent, man. I mean, horns up all the way. I always say Spotlight. that. I always say horns up, but, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, why you got to do this to me? This is. He'd be a cheap option. He would definitely be a cheap option. He could probably play special teams and be uh, – Really low on the depth chart. You know, of course, I'm always going to say yes to bringing back a Longhorn. Keep them employed. Let the Oklahoma Sooners live on the street and look for a job <laughs> elsewhere. But sorry, Kenneth Murray. <laughs> <laughs> but Jefferson over over Murray. I I will sign the petition for you it. You heard it here first. The Locked On Chargers <laughs> podcast. Hot take city. <laughs> All right, I think we're done with John now. <laughs> you know, I think compared to uh, Steve Foley Drogemeyer over there, but. <laughs> Malik Jefferson would have to be mostly a special teams guy if he comes back. God, I shouldn't laugh about the fact that Steve Foy got shot. I really shouldn't. I mean, it's not a funny thing, but what the hell? I mean, God damn it. Anyway, it's just typical getting Chargers. back to this position. <laughs> just some yeah, random stuff that would happen for the Chargers. Now, if we can get our you know free agent linebacker shopping list together, we can bring back a guy like Nick DeZubner. Matt Wilhelm maybe comes out of retirement since we're talking about old guys. Hayes Pollard. Yeah, Corey Toomer, you know, Jared Johnson, maybe, maybe Kyle Emanuel, outside linebacker, anyone, right? So Donald Butler. <laughs> so many guys to choose from. But I do think there is a legitimate need at linebacker. You need more pass rushing ability right now. You need more pass coverage ability right now out of your linebackers. And it's hard to say outside of, you know, Uchenna Nwosu, who still hasn't put together an entire complete season yet of being a really good player. You don't really have anyone that specializes in any of those things I just mentioned outside of him. A mecha egg boy, not a, you know, a pass rusher specialist, right? Jesse Lemonier, zero career NFL sacks. Agbule didn't have any sacks last year either. So it, the Chargers do have a need there. How they're going to address it, how big of a need they believe that it is, I think they're going to tell us, right? They're going to tell us by who they sign in free agency. They're going to tell us by how high they decide to draft a linebacker in the NFL draft or if they do at all, right? So these things are all going to play themselves out. I think the Chargers at each of these positions have solid players, especially inside. I really think that's a group of solid football players. And I think Kenneth Murray especially down the stretch, took his game to another level where he wasn't playing like a rookie linebacker anymore. And go look at, you know, Devin White's PFF grade, his rookie season, right? It was awful. Roquan Smith, awful. These guys have had terrible grades from PFF. If you look at Kenneth Murray's, his is going to be really bad as well. So I just think, don't worry about Kenneth Murray. The fuel and coverage, all those things, that's a legitimate concern, but the guy has the skill set, and Brandon Staley seems to be very confident in it. I like the guys they have at this position, but I do think that both of these position groups right now are incomplete. 
which they should be at this point because the team hasn't had a chance to sign any free agents or to draft any players. So I do think this is a position that has a lot of talent. We'll see how they fill the rest of it out before the season starts. But that's going to do it for today's show. We're going to try to be doing these positional group rankings and and breakdowns as much as we can before the season especially when we don't have as much to talk about so we'll get into the wide receiving core and talk about guys like kj hill and joe reed where they fit in we'll also talk about you know probably maybe not the quarterbacks no we probably will talk about the quarterbacks it'll be a very short conversation but we'll get into all of these things going forward but that's going to do it for today's show until next time guys make sure to go follow us on twitter at locked on lac and to like the facebook page locked on chargers Go ahead and give us a follow on our new Instagram page at LockedOnLAC if you don't mind. And also, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. If you guys want to get on the next voicemail show, the number for the Locked On Chargers voicemail is 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow as always. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.